We're thrilled to be joined on Ion College Football by SMU head coach Chad Morris. The Mustangs are 4-1 and one and take on Houston. You went from two wins to five wins last year, already have four this year, and have played a, a tough game against a top-10 opponent. How satisfied are you with what you've seen so far from your team? Well, it's really incredible to watch these guys from where we started 34 months ago and just the, the, the building of growth and the process that we've been through. Uh, you know, after the first year, we knew that, uh, you know, while the, the, the wins on the field uh, didn't account to what the, the number that we wanted, uh, we knew we were making progress. And, and my message as a head coach was just stay the course, continue with our process, and, and, and don't deviate from our plan. And we have a great blueprint. That blueprint just won a national championship at Clemson. <laughs> and so we knew exactly what we're doing. Second year, we go from two to five wins. Saw some huge growth in this program. Um, and, and, and then, but we just weren't ready. We weren't ready to finish this thing off. And then coming into this year, we knew this was our best year of the three years we've recruited exceptionally well. Our culture's intact. Um, and, and we felt like that, you know, while, while we're not as good as we're going to be, we're better than we've ever been. And, and that's what we wanted to come into this year in year three. And that's what you're seeing. I do want to ask you about that blueprint, but first I want to ask you about the improvements in your team on both sides of the ball. You have the highest scoring offense at over 48 points a game, up 20 points a game from last year on average. How have you been able to make such a big jump like that? Well, I think a lot of it is is, is uh, you know the players. We we got so many of them back, and uh, these are these are some young men that believe in our system and believe in what we're doing. Your third year into your offense, you would expect it to be better, and we know we, we've been an explosive offense everywhere we've ever been, and uh, it's just getting getting our pieces in place to put the puzzle together. And and the addition of Trey Quinn has been huge for us. We got three quality quality running backs, uh, an offensive line that returns, and and uh, uh, a wide receiver core that's as good as as good as they are across college football with mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton. No question, and Trey Quinn coming off a, a 15-catch performance a week ago. Your quarterback last year, Ben Hicks, had 19 TDs, 15 interceptions. So far this year, markedly different, 14 interceptions and uh, 14 touchdowns and just three interceptions. How has he grown into that position? Well, just a young man that's uh, just gotten better. I mean, he's experienced. You know, last year he was a first-year starter. Uh, and after the first game, because we lost our starting quarterback, and Matt Davis, and so Ben took on an uh, 11-game role and got better each week. Just the experience. Um, he really uh, lost uh, lost about 14 pounds in the offseason and, and uh, worked on his, his foot speed. And uh, So he's, he's improved so much. The experience of it, he's been here with us now 34 months as well. Uh, he he came in in the January when we came in, and uh, just a young man that's a competitor, loves to play the game, uh, and understands how to get us in the right protections. And so I think that's helped him a lot. Uh, we're still not as consistent as we want to be as far as our completion percentage, but uh, but this guy has has the capability of of being big time for us. You mentioned Cortland Sutton. He could have left after last year, but returned. What was that conversation like with him, and how tough was that decision for him to return? Well, he got his grade back to be a second-round guy, and uh, and it was just my job as his head football coach to present him with all the facts and, and share with him that, hey, look, we've been around some of the best wide receivers in the country, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins, Martavius Bryant, uh, Jerron Browns. We, we, we've seen Mike Williams. 
we know what they're supposed to look like. And and he's one of them. And I shared that with him. And I said, but here's the deal. You know, you, you right now get a second-round grade. That's it. That's it best. And so if you come back, one, you get to graduate in three and a half years. And two, you get to be a part of a team that's that's going to be the best that we've been in a long time um, and, and to have a chance to play with your buddies one more year. Um, and, and, and then – put that on top of being a first-round pick. And, you know, right now he's a projected top ten pick in the NFL draft. And he's got all the intangibles. And, and another year of playing college football was really really benefiting him. A guy who came to SMU as a, quote, athlete and was a safety until you guys turned him around on the other side of the ball. is <laughs> always a great story. It's, it's yep. absolutely tremendous so far. As we talk with SMU head coach Chad Morris, you know, looking at the other side of the ball, Justin Lawler tied an SMU record with four sacks last week, also blocked a field goal. The defense allowed minus eight yards rushing. How pleased are you with that unit, especially the way it's bounced back after the loss to TCU? Really excited about these guys, uh, and especially our defensive front. I feel like in, coming into this year, we had a lot of depth. Demarie Mixon, uh, graduate transfer from Tennessee, uh, that we got in has been a, been a great uh, addition to our uh, our, our D line. Um, and returning guys that we had, Justin Lawler, the, this guy, if you want to see how the game should be played, this guy plays the game the right way. He's constantly never takes a playoff. This guy's motor runs 100% all the time and just a great leader for our team. Uh, so we, we've got a lot of depth up front. Coach White's done a great job of rotating these guys in. We play as many as 12 D linemen, and, uh, and that's, that's really going to pay dividends as the season goes on. Uh, obviously, we've got to get better. We've got to get better on the back end and uh, Jordan White will be back this week and you know an all-american candidate uh, at corner and uh, his leadership brings such a valuable experience to us but uh, I'm really really excited about this group um, you know we felt like you know in the TCU game we we had about three opportunities that we just couldn't we couldn't we couldn't uh, couldn't stop them on one was a hell mary right before half it just killed us but still with all that you're down by six in the fourth quarter, and uh, you, man, you got a chance. And and obviously, we knew TCU was really good, um, and and I think that they're showing that right now and what they're doing. Talking with SMU head coach Chad Morris, you talked about uh, a couple of minutes ago the blueprint for success that you learned at Clemson under Dabo Sweeney, and it obviously is uh, not only won a national championship, but seems to be getting better and better each year. And your team is getting better and better each year as well. What exactly, uh, without giving away state secrets, is that secret to success? Well, it's all about the vision. You know, I, I remember Coach Sweeney many a times talking about the vision he had for 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 Clemson in that program, and and uh, and, and, it, and it started with equipping these young men with tools for life that go beyond the football field. And, and as a head coach or as a position coach, that's hard to see because you're so entrenched in football 24-7. But he was so relentless about the relationships and, and, and how we equip these young men for decision-making skills that take them uh, above and beyond uh, off the field. And, uh, and that, that's, part, that, that's so much a part of this and, and who he is. Um, he and Kathleen are such givers. And, and Paula and I have learned so much from, from being with him for five years and four seasons. Uh, he and I still text and talk weekly, and I'm very, very proud of them. But the blueprint that we took there when Clemson was 6-7 and seven and, and spent that time, the five years, turning this thing around to what you're seeing now uh, is the same blueprint we're using here at SMU. And uh, 
it is um, you know these guys these guys truly appreciate uh, the direction that this program's going. And, and as you guys know, college football is about a trend. You're either trending upwards or you're trending downwards. And and I've said that now for for many years. And and I think this is this is a program right now that's rapidly trending upward. Speaking of relationships, uh, you recruited Deshaun Watson, didn't get a chance to coach him, but you do have a close relationship with him. How did you feel when you learned that he donated his first professional check to help workers uh, at NRG Stadium who, who were victims of the hurricane? Well, I did get a chance to coach him his first year. He okay. played for me his freshman year and spent four years of my life recruiting him and one year coaching him. And, and uh, let me just tell you, and, and obviously he he comes up and has uh, during the during the hurricane he he came up when when the when uh, the Texans were in town and after practice he would come over here to our practice or he'd be sitting in my house and with his with his feet propped up on the couch and and asleep and and letting Paula just kind of kind of take care of him wash his laundry and all that so he is uh to see what that young man did um does not surprise me one bit that that that's who he is that's who his family is he is so appreciative of everything that he gets because of his upbringing and when you when you know his family story and you know about Miss Deanne his mom and Aunt Sonia um and they they are just so they're there's so much uh very spiritual and and just appreciative of anything and everything and for Deshaun to do that uh one it, it did not surprise me and two it it says everything you need to know about this young man and he's going to have a phenomenal career uh, and I'm I'm just so excited for him. We love him to death. He and I text and talk just about every day, if not every other day. That's absolutely tremendous to hear. You know, I, I had read where it, you, you had said that it took all three plays to realize how special he was. Is there a certain amount of time that you could usually gauge how good a player is or will be and that you want that player? <laughs> well, it was. It was it was a true story. I haven't been in Clemson probably about a week and a half, and he was the second guy that I had offered. Um, and it took three plays. The first play, he handed the ball off. Um, and, the, and the second, and when he handed it off, he carried out his fake about 10 yards. And I thought, wow, you know, that, that's that's pretty special. The second play, he made a throw, and it just, the ball just jumped out of his hand. And in the third play, he made a guy miss and, and, um, and, and kept his eyes down the field. And this was as a freshman, and I thought, wow. That's something you don't see as a freshman. and So it took three plays to go, wow, we need to offer this guy. But yet when you went to go watch him in person, it's when you really became so mesmerized with his skill set because the game just appears slow to him. He's so calm. He's so confident. And and he, nothing rattles him. And so I remember standing in the end zone, really, really cold evening in, uh, in Georgia, one December and, and watching him in a playoff game and I picked up the phone and I called Coach Sweeney and I said, Coach, I'm telling you, I, I coached against Vince Young. I saw him in high school and I thought at the time Vince Young was it was was one of the best athlete quarterbacks I'd ever seen. And I said, Coach, I'm just telling you, this guy right here is is the best I've ever ever seen. And this was when he was, I guess, a sophomore at this time. And so, uh, so yeah, it, it, you know, all these recruits, everybody's got a unique story, but his is his is so special from the time sitting up in the gym uh, when he was a, uh, a freshman and a sophomore watching him play basketball in January, and I'm the only college coach in there. And <laughs> next thing you know, I got my whole family, Paula and Chandler McKenzie, were all sitting up there. And, and Jan- my kids can't understand why 
that we're sitting there watching some <laughs> sophomore run up and down the court in January. And, and I'm just thinking every time he goes up and down the court going, wow, I hope this is going to be worth it. I hope this will be worth it. <laughs> but so, you know, you do that and, and that's, that's just what, that's what you do. But, uh, uh, man, this guy is, uh, he's, he's obviously, uh, gonna, gonna have a great career. Finally, you know, SMU has such a great storied history, and we're similar in age, so for, for us, a lot of SMU is, you know, the Pony Express of the 80s and, and Michael and Russell Carter uh, and Lance McElhenney. And to leave, you're obviously a Texas native, and to leave Clemson, it had to be special, but you came in at a time where it wasn't so good at SMU. You know, how has the program and how has this experience paid dividends for you and the school right now? Well, first of all, you know, coming back from Clemson, coming back home, I grew up in the Dallas area. That's the only reason why I'd have taken this job uh, because of, one, being a high school coach in this state for 18 years, and, two, it being right back in, in my hometown because um, I knew it was going to take unique relationships to get this program turned around. And, and I can say some things that other people can't because I, I sent kids to SMU for many years. I grew up as a kid coming and riding a yellow school bus with a free FCA ticket going to the old Texas Stadium and watching SMU dominate their opponent. So I've seen it, I've seen it both hands. And, um, and just to, to come into this situation and to see how far this program was down. You know, June had it close. He took them to four bowl games in five years, but but when you looked at the roster and and you know the, there were 65 kids on the roster that were not from the state of Texas, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's great ball all over this country, but in Dallas and Texas, you 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 better you 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 better make your footprint about the DFW East Texas Houston area, or these high school coaches in the state will will, will push you to the side. And so immediately I came in and, and, and provided that we did as a staff, but but I'll be really really honest as I've shared with many people that this this was this has been a very uh, challenging challenging rebuild um, because I didn't think it was as down as far as it was and uh, we came in and and it was and but but I will say this it has been really um, a lot of fun watching the progression uh of how this thing is being built and, and i talked to justin fuente when he was uh, in memphis and how he took that program over and changed it and turned it around and everybody just kept telling me it's just going to take time it's going to take time and um and i'm the most impatient person in the world i didn't want to hear that i want to hear it be done tomorrow but uh there's no way but uh, I'm, I'm excited for these young men i'm excited for our university um you know this is this is this is something that's unique that's being built right now well your excitement is infectious and it's been fun on the outside watching so far so thank you so much for a couple minutes greatly appreciate it good luck not only saturday but the rest of the season as well we wish you the very best hey we appreciate you all and thank you for what you do for college football